The Second Cat Show with your host, Kathleen Hall. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Psychic Cat Show. You are listening live here on 12radio.com. We are changing the way we listen to the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am so excited about this morning's show. I see many of you coming into the chat room, and for those of you who haven't been here or have listened to the show before... Uh, we are over at Facebook on our One Two Radio page, where we could see amongst each other who's uh, talking and what we're chatting about. We have a lot of fun there, but the outside world can't see uh, what we're we're saying. So it's safe, and it's a safe place to play. So come on in. Uh, welcome everyone. I see you coming into the chat room. I'm not going to waste much time, but I can tell you all that I do feel on moments like today, you know, or or during these moments. I always feel like like a teenager, so I'm very, very excited. I, I see some of you making jokes and comments already in the chat room, and we have to kind of be quiet because um, we we <laughs> I see many of you saying happy birthday to my special guest today, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, <laughs> I have to behave, but you guys can you guys can act up as much as you want, I'm sure, but. For those of you, I know, I know all of you. I hopefully all of you uh, know and love him. Um, please welcome Mark Hassan to the show. My, my. <laughs> hey, why ain't anybody allowed to wish me happy birthday? What do you mean? Because <laughs> I don't, don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> That's the old me. That's old me. That's old me. Hi everybody. Yeah. Hi Kat. Thanks for having me. All right. Happy birthday, Mark. Thank you. It was yesterday, you guys, and it was amazing. And I, I so appreciate all the well wishes and love. It's so sweet. It was like the, you know what? Amazon celebrated my birthday. Can you believe that? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, even the president tried to celebrate my birthday over there in Helsinki on the 16th. It is, I mean, I'm so honored. I'm flattered. It's crazy. So thank you so much. <laughs> I am Good so happy. I was so, I was so like, you know me, I was like... <laughs> I, I was saying, should we bring it up or should we not bring it up? Let's blame it on. Let's blame it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to be messed up if you can't deal with have a sense of humor about life. It, everybody has a birthday, right? What are you going to do? All right. So, good. I'm glad. Yeah. So, all right. Well, happy, happy birthday. Thank for your you. New year. It's really Love fun. I'm, I feel so blessed. It's nice to be able to know that there's still people in your life that actually care about you. <laughs> and what else and do you got, of- right? Your friends and your family <laughs> yeah. and the people that love you. It's like, it's so nice. What else do we got? We ain't, you know, people who drive you crazy. The people who drive you crazy will always be there. <laughs> so that's always good, too. But yeah, it, it's always nice to to be conscious and to know that this year, you know, when it, health is always good, right? And when you yeah. feel healthy and For and you've sure. got healthy connections and it's good. I mean, I feel it's a nice cycle that we're in. These eclipses are, you know, I know that we're going to talk about those here in a minute, but there is also adds to the flavor of excitement. Like we know there's changes in the air. We know there's a lot of, um, you know, that the word, the consciousness is changing and that's sort of how it unfolds. And it's kind of always fun when we feel on the precipice of those things, right? I mean, it's nice that we're not in some old boring cycle with, <laughs> it's not like there's never a non-news day for anything. I mean, we all have yeah. certain things that happen in our life, a lot of excitement things. Like, you know, I, I was looking at your chart with this eclipse. I mean, it's nice to share that we have exciting things brewing. Are you doing something exciting? I'm not going to hijack your interview, but I mean. No, don't hijack. No, this is, no, this has to be, I have to turn this around. So no, okay, I'm bring it back. I was, <laughs> no, I was going to, yes, I was going to ask you, not, not for me personally, but just the collective. I mean, there is so many, I mean, the shenanigans are one thing, you know, politically and, and, and we all know or most of us know what's going on uh, with that. And it's just so like jaw dropping. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. But, you know, for me personally, I have I have seen and witnessed. Um, I don't know if it's the Mars retrograde or this eclipse. Definitely the, the last eclipse we just um, we went through, um, and you know, where you say our health, you know, and things like that. I. I think that I I think I feel too at, at, at this point in life, you know, grateful for that uh, specifically. But I have seen a lot of um, 
I was going to say to you first, Mark, tell us what is going on with these eclipses because it has been, um, I, I've seen a lot of exciting things, but a lot of people on the brink of something but just can't put their finger on it or everyone wants, um, I think collectively, people want change and they want to see more change and they're really starting to step up and take care of their their you know their wants or their needs or you know maybe um I don't want to say um selfishness but I think we start to learn at this point like you said about awareness it starts here you know it starts it starts with us so if we become uh stronger and better I think all the way around we we have a better I mean the collectively we become better does yeah, that make sense absolutely seeing that well, I think we all have our little part to play. And if you look at the players, you know, what we're looking at are um, if you individualize it, you see that there's a lot of Capricorn in the space. There's a lot of like Pluto's in Capricorn, Saturn's in Capricorn. So we set that aside as one of the big messages because that's going to be a theme. And if we say, OK, what's the theme of Capricorn? Well, it's to bring uh, Capricorn's goal is to unite. Um, uh, to have control in, in the form of, of uniting like uh, Elvis Presley was a Capricorn Martin Luther King was a Capricorn and also you have to think about the fact that we're a cancer country which is the opposite of Capricorn so right now Pluto is the planet of transformation and change. Saturn's the planet of um, responsibility and duty and they're together in the sky for the first time um, in gosh this is Saturn takes 28 years to go around the chart so wow. But the first time in hundreds of years when it was in uh, Capricorn. And so because um, they connect, they'll connect every 28 years, but never in the sign of Capricorn. It, it will always be different. But we were born. The United States has Pluto and Capricorn in its natal charts. So we're having a Pluto return. So what's that mean? Well, we're looking at the corporations. We're looking at this thing called government and we're actually experiencing government like they did when we started for the first time through the eyes of a newness. Like, you know, it was new to have th talking about three branches of government and we'll have one person, there will be equal power and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, wow. So it was new. And they, they really thought it out. I mean, we had some brilliant ancestors to put this together. And then here it is again. Now we're having our Pluto return and we're looking at it from the eyes of, what was working and what wasn't? Well, how do you know if something isn't working? One of the ways you know it's not working is when it breaks. <laughs> it's like, right. or, you know, or when it <laughs> yeah. gets challenged. And so there's this sort of challenge to our democracy now in the sense of, did the system we set up, did it cover for every circumstance that we're in? And I'm not making any claims about politics. I'm, what I'm saying is right now, there's a lot of questions. Our, our elections were meddled in and uh, what are our allies about and what what is it all about and how what would happen if somebody tried to disrupt that or change it? So those questions are on the table now, number one. So that, if you think about it energetically, the first eclipse then challenged us on a personal level to see what our systems that we've built in place are and if they're strong enough to handle change, if they're strong enough to right. handle change. This is our personal lives. So in the cancer world, one of the things that anybody with any cancer, you have cancer, I have cancer, um, yes. anybody with strong cancer in their chart or a lunar connection knows that security is based on this ability to withstand incredible shifts and in change. What That's what security is. Can I maintain here my stability? Can I maintain my safety? In the midst of hurricanes and in the midst of financial um, insecurities, in the midst of explosions of my personal life. And um, if I can, then I know that I'm feeling um, that I will be safe forever. And we got challenged on that this yes, last we week. Yes, did. Right? That's excellent and that you're saying it's in our so It's true. in our psyche right deep within mm -hmm. us. There. So. And so it's going to be ongoing because eclipses last for a while in our psyche. So right now we're under this challenge of is my life secure? If it's not secure, what is making it insecure? What needs to change? Right. Do you need to leave it? Do you need to leave it? Do you need to come into it? Do I need to do that? It's yeah. like, so we go there. Second thing that That's happens great. now is we go, yeah, and I should take a breath on that and let that sink in if you have any comments to make about it because, you know, I'll go crazy. Hijack well, this. no, you're making perfect sense because this is what, what comes, you know, of course, collectively it comes towards me personally. I could just say I could validate so much of this because every person just about that I've, I've talked to or connect to, which are plenty, you know, there are so many people day to day that, that yeah. I am so blessed to connect with. And even in my personal life and professional life, I mean, 
I have heard that word safety or security or financial concern or professional concern. I think that that was a key too, because it's all about our value and, and things like this. So you're making perfect sense to nice. everybody. Oh, I'm so glad it's because awesome. it definitely, it can definitely get scary. And I think we look around and we see um, what in our life has to be shifted in yes. our, whether it's our minds, like yes. a lot of people I know are changing the way they think about the world. They're changing the way they think about what safety is. They're entering new sort of spiritual ideologies. There other people are doing, you know, maybe people are leaning into faith. Maybe people are ch checking out new ways to uh, start a business. And so you look at everything. And I know I'm certainly looking at every aspect of my life and saying, where does it feel like this is, you know, a gap that isn't going right. to protect and so then we look at the upcoming eclipse. Now that the first one was in Cancer, which the sun and moon were together in the sign of Cancer. So we have this double whammy of what makes us secure. And then we come into this the full moon eclipse. And this is a this is an interesting one because now it goes out of the water signs and it enters the air and fire signs. The moon, the eclipse will be at four degrees Aquarius. The sun will be at four degrees Leo, exactly opposite. And then, the, of course, they'll be next to the nodes because what makes an eclipse an eclipse is when the node and the moon and sun are at the same place in, in space. That's a technical version. The other version is what makes it is when the Earth is smack dab in the middle and we can see our shadow on the moon. So if you see the sun on one side, Earth in the middle, the moon on the other side, we're going to look up at the moon and the sun's going to cast our shadow on the moon. So we'll be able to see the moon. Um, turning dark if if you're in an area where that happens. But that's the full moon eclipse, or it's called a, a lunar eclipse because it's the moon that's being eclipsed, um, where a solar eclipse is the sun, the moon goes in front of the sun, and the sun's being eclipsed. So now it's you look at the players there. What are the players? Well, it's Mars at three degrees Aquarius because the eclipse is at four degrees <laughs> Aquarius. So Mars is a huge, yeah, gigantic huge. player. Right, and so it goes from... Saturn and Pluto, um, which is about transformation, duty, responsibility on the core level to my personal action. What am I doing? Now, it's in the sign of Aquarius. So let's ask it this way. What are we doing for humanity? What are we right. doing with the things that make me feel like I am making a difference for me in the world? What is the per what is everybody else going to be asking? What is what is going to be the thing in Aquarius that means something to them? Where does it where does it actually turn and shift into um, a purpose that means something for people on a personal level? The second thing that happens during this eclipse, this full moon eclipse, is we have um, Uranus in Taurus at exactly two degrees. So we have a three degrees um, uh, Mars in Aquarius, mm. and we have a two degree Taurus, which is a fixed sign. So fixed to fixed means it's a T. We call it a T square, which means if you visualize this in the sky, I would draw a line to each of the major points at two, three, and four degrees, and it would make a T, wow. a, a, like a letter T, which means Mars and Uranus are like the like Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius. So there is disruption exactly as we thought it would be. We're seeing things are being disrupted. Um, the things that are keeping us stuck are being totally shaken down. Um, sure. Do we like them? When it has to do with fixed signs, we tend to resist them. We don't like them because it's like they're too. We don't want to give up what what we're what's familiar to us. However, this thing that we're shaking down is not only the definition of security, but it's how in in the midst of every crisis that ever occurred, how are we taking a stand that makes that that says I'm. I'm not wrong. I, I just saw a woman yesterday. I, I really want to take a second just to announce about Hannah Gadsby, who is one of the most brilliant um, Australian comedians I have ever seen. She has a special on HBO, I mean, on Netflix right now called Nanette. This woman took the idea of what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a, um, a woman who has her own type of femininity and how that was abused by the culture. And she's standing up for it in a different way that I've never seen. It is like it was mind bending. I was so absolutely touched by it. I watched it twice and took notes because of somebody talking about the the who are the disenfranchised that are that are not right. allowed to be in society that have to step to the side and say, I don't deserve to speak up because I don't fit your picture of what masculine is or I don't fit your picture of what feminine. I mean, it's absurd mm -hmm. when you look at it that way. And I think that's what's happening right now. We're looking at this 
on a personal level, what is really absurd, what is really meaningful to us, and we're being able to take a stand. And so there's my there's my long-winded version. I think it, it definitely I love has that because it's good. so on. You're so on, and 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 it help and it helps so much. It helps everybody, and you know our listeners and and all of us, you know, to really pinpoint what's happening. It makes so much perfect sense. And I think also, like you said about the fix, the fixedness of it yeah. intuitively, I could see people shaking and not, of course it's, it, this is metaphoric, but in my psychic, you know, in my vision, when I look at people, even people that I've known for years and years, I can almost see people taking their hands out and shaking it. And right. I could tell like everybody's starting to go, okay, this isn't working anymore. I could see the rattled cage like this, you know, because, or maybe we resisted and we were in our own cage and now we're going to bust out or what, you know what? I, so yeah. I had this, when I woke up this morning, I, I felt like this because I could tell that it's already building and people are already moving. And do, does this mean that between um, the last eclipse and, and well, we're in the midst of it now. So now coming up to this next, the lunar eclipse this means that you are people already, or, or at least I could, I could feel it even in myself. People are already starting to shake it down, like, um, or um, saying, "I'm not." So where we were stuck, can we break through 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 this eclipse? Like, can we get to yeah. the other side? Well, yeah, I absolutely think that what you have to do is. Um, if you can take four degrees of Leo or Aquarius and throw it in your natal chart, I think what you get to mm -hmm. find out, and you can do that with uh, three degrees of Taurus, you can put that little that little area and you can see those are the three areas that we're going to be shaking out. And that's where right. I think, for, for example, um, if you're a Scorpio rising, that would be Aquarius lands in the third house uh, that puts Leo in the ninth. It's the third ninth axis, and then it's like if if you go into Sagittarius, it's the ten four axis, and if you go into Capricorn, and and it's the eleven um, five axis, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So if people know how to put these planets in their chart um, for this one up and coming, you'll see the axis. And the reason I'm saying axis is because when you have a full moon. You can see the um, there's going to be one house is going to have the sun in it. One is going to have the moon in it, and the Earth will be in the center. That's the eclipse. So there's in a in a lunar eclipse, there's always two major houses that are being affected. It just so happens in this eclipse, there's three because of that we introduce Uranus. So yeah, there's going to be a shakedown. What where people want to understand where it's going to affect them is in that in that. Um, dichotomy in the, those two houses, the, actually the three houses, where is that shakedown going to occur? And I did try to um, write down a couple of, as I was getting together, I was thinking like, if people don't know how to put those in their chart, we could certainly help them. But then telling them where it is in their chart may or may not help a group that isn't really astrology right. oriented. So right. basically, we just have to think about the fact that we are choosing what is meaningful for us on a deeper level. It's like if you if we wake up tomorrow and Let's get rid of all the bills. Let's wake up tomorrow and believe that you hit the $500 million lottery and it's yours. There's nothing else you have to do. And you spend the first three years organizing it, get understand what it's like living rich, putting, you know, paying off all your bills, giving all the money to the friends that you said you'd help. And now you're waking up and you're asking yourself, now what? What do I do now? I've been around the world. I took the trips. I saw the assholes that are rich, whatever. And I'm now back home. And it's like, what do I want to do? So the question really is, like, if you think of Oprah and you think she is putting – is she doing things that she feels she's made an impart, impact on the world and does that mean something to her? I suggest it does. If we if we are going to wake up tomorrow with all of our needs met, what would we wake up for? And I think that is essentially the question that we're asking. Why wake right. up? I if we're, you know, right. What are we doing? And it's like where is the difference being made? And how many people are biting their tongues? Because they just took a family vacation and they're with people that they don't want to talk to, or they, um, <laughs> you know, they just like. Well, how many of us are biting our <laughs> lives, biting our tongues, not speaking what we feel, not not calling what they what the word what's the phrase now truth to power, not doing that now. How many of us are living our lives like that, being afraid to take these risks? Because I've talked. In fact, I had a great talk with Christy last week. 
um, because she represents to me right now, I'm watching Christy closely because she's a Capricorn rising and she has a sun sign. And Christy, I'm sorry, I'm talking about you uh, openly, but I'm not going to say anything. But she's taking paths in her life that are like, she has always represented fearlessness to me. Like she did the gay, she was the first person to do the gay pride parade to open it up in Idaho. Uh, I remember. Remember? I remember. So there's a certain truth to power that some people do naturally that other of us don't do naturally. And it's like, I think it's kind of culminating and we're seeing this under this eclipse where are we making a stand for what we believe in and how many of us are doing the one more time we bite our tongue we roll our eyes because i'm in a point right now where i don't want in my life anything that represents a protocol that i have to abide by and i know that's really getting loud in me it's no, like that's it, all right. it, there's me a too. rule that happens I'm right ditto. are you related to that way. of course yes i've gone through this huge overhaul and transformation of truth that uh i i think people start looking at me cross-eyed or i can't tell you how many people said oh you're actually sleeping do you are you sleeping Uh, And because for so many years I didn't or, you know, yes, I think it's different. It just I think it changes. And I I feel like it has to do with, like you said, like you're saying the word, what, power and truth, did you say? Or speaking truth to power, right? Speaking truth to power. I think that's phenomenal because I, I feel that allowing ourselves to transform in a certain way, getting back to the collective, I, I, I feel that one step at a time or a little piece at a time, what we've been trying to do through humanity, as you said, because you, you had said that too, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, adding, like, what can we do? I think that's where it begins. So it seems a little profound to, it feels almost like for yourself, you said, you know, you're not going to do anything that, that doesn't coincide really with <laughs> You're, you know, you're taking right. a risk to fulfill your wants or needs or, you know, I just, I just totally agree with, with what you're saying. And I've well, seen I think we so- get tired of the, the thing of, I think a lot of people, maybe we have, but we get tired of feeling that we have to stuff what might be our truth. Yes. I, I mean, and especially in these politically and political hard times, it's why I don't like to speak about politics because it's way too divisive. I don't care. It's like, you're either, uh, you're either going to be on one side of that pole or the other, and there's no point in talking about it. But there is a point in when I'm in my personal reality, if I'm biting my tongue about something that I, that I, um, is essential to who I am and that I don't want to do anymore. It's like, I don't, I don't want to deal with, um, a sense of, I don't care what judgments are anymore. I, I want to be able to feel somebody's right. opinion and go, okay, great. That's, I'm glad you have that. This is my life. And so for the rest of my life, and this is that Mars and Aquarius, I believe that's in the sky right now affecting this eclipse. I want to make choices that actually, are not based on whether you give a shit or not. Right. You know but I Mark, mean? even even with politics, you, do you right? know what I mean? Like Yes, even you, with politics. It, it's, it's bringing divide almost this is this is the one sad thing I I I have to say out loud because I've se- I've seen it many times a day unfortunately with this with this um president I'm I'm just going to I'm saying it out loud I guess but in any case I, it's brought divide it's brought so much divide to family units because people are having or finding truth or power in their truth well the thing is I think what creates divide is when you need somebody to shift their idea and it's like when I need you to think my way it's going to create a divide but if I don't if I'm not if I'm convinced where I'm at is where I want to be at I'm not going to have that dialogue with you because I don't need to I don't need to know where you're at with it I need to know where I'm at with it right and so that's why I think the political thing is like whatever I mean people it, 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 you're going to be on one, it, usually here in this case, you're going to be in one camp or the other. And I'll tell you, I really don't want to know, honestly, because I know where I'm at. And what I do want to know, though, for me is where in my life am I stopping myself? Not, I don't care about expressing it politically. It's where I'm stopping myself on a personal level of going after what I believe to be something that will fulfill me. And I think that the, whatever that is in the world, and, and I think all of us, if we took that moment, especially under the full moon eclipse, because it, look, it's in Leo and Aquarius. What are those two signs about? Well, those are the signs that represent the abandonment of the father and the inability to bring in the voice inside that says, look, I like where I'm at. I'm okay. I, I'm, I love who I am. 
we all need to take that moment during these eclipses and find the voice that says, I do love who I am. I'm okay. And if I'm okay, I don't have to go beat you up because you don't believe me in who in what I believe, you know, because I'm right. okay. And that's what we need You're to do okay. is come into yes. I'm fine. And so I, I taking that's the starting point. And then to believe that you can, and this is where um Hannah Gadsby is so brilliant in taking her story to the world, not as a self-deprecating story of hurt and pain, but as an empowering story that recognizes it belongs to all of us. And that's what I think is happening. I think we're, we're, we're having a group of people that understand that we can speak our truth. We can actually say where, because it means something to us and it is a story that will relate to a lot of people and move on, like keep that, keep the truth alive because you know, it's helping people who might not be able to speak their truth. There's people in the world who don't don't have an opportunity to tell the truth or to stand up for who they are. And some of us have to speak for them without attacking anybody else. We get to, because there's no, the, the anger doesn't help. There really the dialogue is an attack, help. right? I right? feel like there's li a little less anger and it's just like a matter of fact or how it is. And it, I feel in a, in a peaceful, you know, this is how it is. And, you know, I, I could, I'm surrounded by Capricorns. So, and, and, <laughs> I you know are? so many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are they things. doing in your life? Do you notice any? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, my 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 daughter. Uh, every I know many of our listeners know who she is, Sydney, and also um, my very you know oh, my right. long term my best friend is a Capricorn, and I'm watching them, you know, go through their changes. And but there is there is resistance, you know, and the, but they're looking at me more or other people with a strange head, you know, because they're making changes. And God help anyone get in their way, you, you know. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm definitely seeing a lot of this in that in that um, their their lives have totally been transforming um and they're not going to excuse themselves for it you know i i, I can't explain it mm -hmm. it's just no, no, no probably you're right. if i'm i think Capricorns, they're not. what they're doing is they're exploring a truth within themselves thanks to Pluto. And what happens is if they can find a way to express that truth and um, imagine somebody speaking the truth and then being beat for it. Imagine this whole thing about like um, your truth might disappoint somebody else. We're challenging yeah. that ability. They were challenging that arena in our lives where you you can speak and be – a, a, you can hold a truth for yourself that belongs to you. And if that truth means – I'm not going to like Shelly Anderson just posted. Hi, Shelly. Thank you. She's posting <laughs> yeah. that she turned down a job that looked good on all levels. But for her, the truth was it isn't right for her. Right. And what else matters if we Nothing. have this thing about like this doesn't feel right to me is a valid reason not to do something. This yeah. doesn't feel right. Remember and the thing about it. Sometimes you can't put your yes finger no. on it. Right. I feel lately, and, especially I, I kept saying, I keep saying, okay, I see something. I feel something. I know something it does. It may not look at this on the outside or on the exterior, but on the interior, there's something wrong with this picture or there's something right, right with this picture, even though it, it doesn't look correct on the surface. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that or feeling that intuitively. Well, sure. I think that what we're seeing a lot of people do is what I'm hearing a lot this week, particularly is guilt, this sort of hidden sense of like where, but it's being covered up as, you know, I'm just a little depressed or I'm just a little, I'm not sure what to do. And if you dig a little about what they're doing, you find out that there's this, I was talking to a friend who was actually doing punishing themselves because of a, they couldn't, they couldn't make an appointment for a kid that they, one of their kids. So they go into this depression, but they think it's about money or job or something. But if you stay with it, if you can tell the truth to yourself, yes. maybe it is just about like, I have a judgment on being a bad parent. Yes. I have a judgment on being a bad mom or a bad dad or a bad um, counselor or a bad friend. And imagine those just dissolving. I mean, imagine yes. that everybody took responsibility for who they were in life. And we just said, I, I made a choice and I'm standing by it that I have people in my life, <laughs> you know, and many people who know John, John has an ability to stand beside every decision he ever makes, whether he's right or wrong. And no help. one questions it. And he doesn't question it. They may, I mean, he, I question him all the time, but he's like, that's the decision I made. And that's, I'm sticking, I mean, not sticking by it stubbornly, but I made that choice from what I did in the moment and I won't feel bad about it. And it's right. like, wow. If we all had that ability to start looking at the choices we're making, like I, I broke up with that person because 
it was not supporting me in the moment or it appeared not to support me in the moment. Whatever it is, we have to stand beside the things we do because after that is the the forgiveness. And then after the forgiveness is the clarity to make another choice. It's like there's not, nothing irrevocable, but if we sit there and pound us, ourselves for the – like we live in a world where most of us were abused – for the choices we made. Yeah. And I think that this Mars and Aquarius is really going to help. This eclipse is going to help shift us from that. But if you look at how people make apologies based on it's if, look how many people use self-deprecation as a reason to get people not to hurt them. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. You know, right. it's like, I'm sorry. I love that was, this. this. I have a little story. Is it okay mm -hmm. to share? Love it. So yeah, you absolutely. just know how on point and how helpful you are. I'm sure to so many, so many people today. <clears throat> my Sydney, speaking of guilt and self-inflicted guilt, my Sydney went out a few weeks ago because for many, many years, at, at, you know, with her illness and things like that, um, I, I definitely cater to her every whim and to the, to the point of, you know, it, there's a little spoiledness in that and by choice and, and awareness, of course, I, I'm conscious about what I do. But long story short, a few weeks ago, she goes out and she decides she's going to, once again, now she's been back at home since January. She's going to go get her own apartment and, you know, it's time to get out of mom's hair again or, you know, out, get out from under my, my, my hands. Yeah, right, sure. right. So she's going to go do this. And for the first time in her life, I I had to say no. And I thought, I'm, I cannot move you a mile away from home. And sit here in a four-bedroom house alone without, you know, with, with like, but, but at the same time, so days go by, but I'm like, I didn't really push it. So, of course, she goes and, and take, she decides she's going to put the deposit and, you know, of course, she has access to funds and, and whatnot uh, mm -hmm. to a limited amount. And she goes, you know, she does. She just takes and, and she gets her apartment. And um, anyway, long story short, I sat here for two and a half or three weeks and beat myself to the ground because I have to disappoint this young person, you know, my daughter. And I broke down all over, you know, my physical body, like everything hurt, everything, but not realizing I was guilty. I felt guilty for mm. not being able to do this for her, you know? So, mm. I mean, it push came to shove, like you said about speaking truth and this is Capricorn energy too. I think that finally I had to say, look, there's, I'm up against the wall, you know, whether it's going to be this way or that way. Does this all make sense that I'm, I'm saying that instead of feeling guilty, I finally admitted to her, I absolutely cannot do this. Mm. You know, this is the truth. Well, and yeah, everything because, lifted. Go ahead, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah see, it, all it does lift because you can, you absolutely get to tell the truth to power like I, we're talking about. I but also, <laughs> it's like, what is guilt about except the fact that if I can't provide this, then it must mean I don't love them. And if I can't do this, it must mean right. this. We make these inappropriate decisions yeah. and conclusions that we have no we have no right making like we don't know that the choice we're making the effect it's going to have on anybody else what we do know is i can't do it and if the person chooses to see it as you don't love them that is not your issue i mean i know that people hate that as a parent but it, who is making that decision in that moment to say oh you must not love me well it's not you and so it's nice that you get a chance to really look at what is the real objective truth the what can root, you really yeah. say is the truth of what you're seeing here you can't say it means i don't love them it does it, it doesn't mean you were irresponsible with money it you can't draw any conclusion except right now this doesn't look feasible to me it's and not so sure right it's it's just not even it's not even it's absurd is what it is but I was like trying to let it go by not realizing at the same time and I'm just sharing this with everyone because I think a lot of people I have been and here I am you know as a as a as a guide and in, in a in a psychic telling people you know I could hear myself you know saying you have to release this guilt you have to stop feeling guilty and start fresh from today and I'm not telling myself of course you know as we do this and then when I finally realized what the what the truth was, I thought to myself, well, heck, you know, I this is the first time I'm disappointing this person. <laughs> Too bad, you know. I just like right. let, I just I spoke it. I was done with it, and that's the end of it.
Right, so, I know. And so uh, those, those of us that have been wounded by our choices because other people have punished us think like that. But there, there, yeah. there are those people who make choices that go, this is just the facts. Whatever you want to do with it, you do, and have a much stronger ability to hold for themselves in those choices. And that's the thing that I think we're coming around to, uh, that we're seeing that we actually have this right to speak what we know and that it doesn't mean we don't have to draw any conclusions from it. There's somebody asking a question in the chat room cat that is about um her daughter moving under this who's a scorpio rising um can i just it's um sure of course it's lynn and lynn um she's asking you cat but i'm gonna just answer from an astrological point of view and then you can follow up if she's a scorpio rising and a cancer moon and the daughter wants to move back home well the eclipse is hitting in the ninth and third house which is the relocation aspect of this eclipse and third the cancer moon always finds their strength back home now whether or not it's it depends on the relationship lynn that you have with her etc whether this is a good move or not and cat can tell you in and from another vantage point with her talent astrologically it's it absolutely makes a lot of sense that this this person would find um a little more safety and security in a move back home, especially, like I said, because of that Cancer Moon and the Eclipse is um, saying that there's a, a way for them to look for what the truth is um, f- personally for them. And one of the ways they do that is in that overview. And maybe home is where they get that overview. And I think um, if she's doing it from a point where it gives her safety so she can take a look from a bigger place, might be really helpful for her. And, Kat, and if you get something completely different, feel free because it definitely, it's. I'm just saying astrologically, it looks like a move and it looks like, of course, any child with cancer moon is going to want to do it back home. What do you think? Especially now. Yeah, right? I, I definitely agree. And I don't feel like she would be there for a, a long period of time. I feel like it would be some months, um, six to seven, really. So I feel like for the end of, you know, for the rest of this year into uh, even up to the, um, I'm seeing late January of next year, right after her birthday, she will want out again. Like, you know, she will be ready to go. Does that make sense, Mark, astrologically? Absolutely. She's saying they have a good relationship. And I think why not embrace her and let her figure out what makes her safe. That Cancer Moon with mom, absolutely. I'm sure, Lynn, that she finds some safety with you. And whatever it is that, you know, people don't make choices to, they're, we don't, we typically don't try to make choices that make us uncomfortable. <laughs> we usually make right. choices that make ourselves pretty comfortable. And if she's comfortable <laughs> coming back home, then I think that we want to let her develop that energy and sort of see what would what naturally is bubbling up from that you know we have this thing about like kids moving back home in the millennials these days isn't it sort of normal for them to be home until the late 30s or something <laughs> like i think it's <laughs> Please? It, i heard it was <laughs> during supposed this to be, day and age right i know that's what i heard it was sort of so it's like that why not prices are expensive jobs are maybe well, i don't know if jobs are hard to find whatever but the thing was if my kid wanted to live at home personally for me as a cancer hell yeah <laughs> but um, not everybody. Well, that's how maybe that's how I am. I think with Mercury and Jupiter and Cancer and and my little Venus and Taurus is like hey, clutch. You know, come to yeah. me, <laughs> stay yeah, right. here, don't leave me. Well, and also I keep thinking about all the things that chores I could have done and get right. help done. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it all self serving. No, but that's we all, you know, fantasy mark. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching this Sopranos from the first one up, right from the basement up. I'm starting on series one, episode one. I'm on season three. And um, it's a it, it's so wonderful. It's a wonderful show, and it's wonderful to see that the, what you just said about like yeah, it, it, don't expect a lot of help from the kids. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know, it's like you can expect a lot of push against, which is what I notice is normal for kids. Like, how is a kid going to push against you based on how you raise them? It's like so it's kind of fun to see that rebellion. It is. And sometimes, no matter I think how we raise them, you know, especially I can honestly. If I can't tell you that, I think the the millennials are, you know, I mean, I have three twenty somethings here under my roof, which, unfortunately, they're going to be here for a while, you know, because there's, you know, it's just that generation, and I feel well, um, lucky to and, have you. Yeah, and they're and and I'm I'm thinking to myself, if I can tell you what a tailspin I put myself through, it, I I can't believe, and I'm so relieved being here with you today because. Uh, just and and just the people that I that I connect with the parents that go through the same situation. What have I? We always say to, we ask ourselves, what have I've done wrong? What what it what did I do or what didn't I do? Or we take so much responsibility around their their choices or their pushback, you know. And in fact, it's really just them trying to speak their truth as well, you know. And we and, but we have to stand firm. I really believe that. 
Yeah, I mean, and I think if we like again, standing firm in the sense of honoring yourself yes. and what what's good for you is important. But to to win the love of somebody else and so alter our behavior so they like us, that became that's becoming really old. And I think that's becoming yes. a a lot easier during this cycle to see where we do things like that. You know, is it? I feel bad for a lot of the people that are that are stuck in situations that they felt compelled to out of guilt stay in. And, you know, that's just tough, but this will bring it up. This cycle is definitely going to bring that up. What, what choices we've made and what choices can we remake uh, to, to bring us to some sense of overview and happiness that, that is because what's Mars and Aquarius is like the freedom to break free from old ideals so we can choose things that support our lives. That's going to be the most amazing thing of Mars in Aquarius. And it's going to be in there for a long time. So, and now Venus is in Virgo. So everybody's sort of kicking the relationships to the curb. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's like, get the, I mean, get whether away. they are or Why not. Why you that, have to say this? <laughs> right. Because we're like t- over that damn relationship shit. When uh, Venus and Virgo is like, okay, I need some time alone. Yo, you're driving me crazy. And so it's like everybody unanimous. And I see it all around me. I mean, I know even when I'm bugging people around me and it's like, okay. (laughs) And then I realize that's a projection because they're bugging me. And so it's time to pull it in time to, you know, this is a great cycle to really clean up, purge some stuff, like literally. (laughs) You know, get rid, clean up that office. I swear, I fantasize if there was just, a, I, you know what I say all the time? There's not a, like, you know how people say good help is hard to find? I'm like, there isn't a cleaning person in the world. I mean, why isn't there someone that can come into my office and clean, organize, and put the shit away? Because I'm terrible at it. But nobody can do that for you, right? I'd be screaming, you where'd you put this? <laughs> right, fired. you have to. But I, I actually I like let go of all of my help. So I'm laughing at you because I just right? want to do it by myself. I let go of all my help, too. I mean, I was like, I can't, A, I can't afford this anymore. It's crazy. And B, all I do is complain. Um, Me I, I would do it differently. I what the hell? Did, I was like, you clean that mop before you put it down there. <laughs> Venus and Virgo makes me a nut. I get even worse. And like right. somebody eating, you know, like just where'd that fork go? Or I, you know, the dishwasher can have a dirty dog smell. Does anybody know about that dirty dog yeah, smell you, on dishes? You, you, you know that, that one? All the time. All the time. Well, I cured it. I mean, now I'm a fanatic. I got everybody trained on how to wash the dishes in the dishwasher. They don't smell like damn dirty dog. But before that, nobody even could notice the smell. Nobody noticed. <laughs> but I'm like, it's you know hell to I, have that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I have to say this because it's so great you're bringing this up because I thought I was losing my mind <laughs> because I'm <laughs> saying I never complain about to, about the people in my life, you know, who are helping or, you know, of course, I'm paying for services and things like this. But I found myself with the reason I, I really let my my cleaning service go was because I was asking them why there were pieces, three pieces of dog hair. Like uh-huh. I literally was down to the corner with a toothbrush <laughs> saying, this is how you, this is sticking out of the cabinet crack. Like, right. why are you doing, you know, I'm like, what are, okay, so this makes great sense. Thank you. I was going exactly. crazy. Oh, I know. It's terrible. I mean, and I'm on the worst end of it. I have Mars and Pisces. I am the worst <laughs> mess anybody's ever met. I mean, John goes, could you come in here, please, just for a minute? I just want to show you something. He says it really nice. I go in and I go, what? He goes, just take an objective look at this kitchen. Just look. Well, every single cabinet door is wide open. It looks like a hurricane. I go, well, who the hell did that? And he's like, mm-hmm, I play innocent. But it's like, I go, I'm in a hurry. I can't be doing all this shit. I hate shutting cabinet doors. But I do hate shutting cabinet doors. I know ours as a child slammed i can't deal with it i can't even i even get bumpers on them and they won't they're still too loud and so i leave them open because i can't stand shutting them and (laughs) it's it's a ridiculous excuse but it is one of those things where it's like it's the truth for me but it's like i also hate having i would hate living with me i mean if i (laughs) if i had the virgo that john has i would hate the roommate i'm like poor thing rolls his eyes and cleans but it's like i'm a mess i'm a, i'm not dirty and I, I insist on things being clean but not I, I messy is like my middle name what can i do you stayed with us a little bit and you would yeah. you would even I, say I'm, i want to ca- even I say you put a dish in the sink and you leave it there <laughs> remember Wait, that what? you'd say you'd say i would put my finished dish in the sink i wouldn't rinse it i would just leave it in the sink and you'd say isn't that interesting you leave that dish in the sink and i went oh don't even start i mean because i like you were like oh it takes three minutes to rinse it out and i looked at john like 
she's now doing this on me. What? <laughs> you remember, like, you were like, you noticed the dishes. Like, why can't, if you're going to put it in the sink, get it out of the I, sink. My kids say the same thing. Like, well, I, I cannot stand anything in the sink. I actually can't. Okay, I have Virgo rising. We have to blame it on that. That's right. It is. But, but that Virgo, and there, but there are other parts of me that are extremely um, also rambunctious in the house, too. So there are certain things that I probably do that would drive you crazy. Aries so, moon but, versus Virgo rising. Right, I can imagine. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I would get to put, we would, roles would <laughs> reverse. I'd be like, you are making a mess. It'd yeah, be the person right. who's making the biggest mess in the world telling the other person you're making a mess. Right, that's it's, what it's, I do to you. It's an too. upside down Did world. You see my suitcase? <laughs> right? Exactly. I know. It's like there's certain things that just matter, certain things that don't. And uh, one thing that matters for me is I think my desk should be immaculate and I think somebody else should do it. I can't right. do it. What? <laughs> I can't, I totally, <laughs> what am I? No, I want my desk perfect, and I can't get it that way. So why shouldn't somebody else be able to do it? I don't know. Whatever. The, the definition of my suitcase is cyclone against you can't leave one dish in your sink because it would drive me crazy. <laughs> right, right. And that's the thing about like this whole quirky nature about. Okay, that's what we are. It's what we have. It's what happens. And it's like. And so coming to consciousness with it is to round this back up into the eclipse, coming to consciousness with these things that go, okay, if I looked at what I was doing, it is like a part of me that is afraid to slow down because I think I'm on some kind of roll that I'll lose my creativity or my momentum if I go shut a cabinet. But the truth is that is my fear of, of not, of, of being on a roll. So I overcompensate. And the truth is that's not what's really going to happen. And I love to look at that stuff. I love to look at what are you, why what are you so afraid of losing here? Why why wouldn't you just be able to keep that creativity with you? Go shut the cabinet, go have something to eat, come back. And so I'm looking at all the those things from a, a as much objectivity as I can during this cycle. This is the time to do it. This is the time for us to seek our own inner truth. Mars is retrograde. Venus is going to retrograde. It um, is kind of crazy. It's a it's a I, great I, introspective time. Is. I have another confession. Yeah. When, when I was telling the story about the apartment um, ordering and things like this, you know, the, and I'm trying to go with it. And I'm like, I could do this. I'm telling myself I could really make this work. I could cut back in other ways. And then the bottom line is um, I can't leave laundry in the, I can't have a dirty piece of laundry when I go to sleep at night either. So it, when I, really? I, I swear this is the honest to God truth. I have to, if it's one piece of clothing, I will find a way to get it clean. Even if I run the machine, I really can't stand it. Because I'm so afraid the next morning I have something to do and it's going to slow me down or I have more to do. And I can't stand going to sleep at night with that on my head that I can't I can't do something. And, you know, what if I have dirty clothes or what if I have to go somewhere or what? You know, I'm always trying to plan. Right. Oh, there you go. So Sydney turned around when I said I. I can't do it right now. And I'm explaining why. And I go, oh, wait a minute. I said, I said, maybe I should go, maybe I should stay awake all night again and, and, you know, just make it work for everybody. And, but I was being sarcastic, of course. And she said, maybe you should stop running the washing machine 10 times a day. You'll save money on water. <laughs> oh, funny. So that's how, that's how. So you like, and you're, there's a lot of people agreeing with you. There's a certain kind of thing we, you know, and I think, guess we get our houses for a reason, like, so we can have it be the way we want it to be. Right. It's just like, I could not live if somebody's rule was override. Like, God, I'm serious. I couldn't have, I can't be nagged about it. I can get it. Mention it once. It's fine. And if you hate me, don't ever go in the kitchen again or something, but please don't nag me about it. And I don't right. want to nag you about it either. It's like, okay, you want your clothes clean? Go clean them. Leave me out of it. You know, It's like, if, whatever. And if I'm sharing a kitchen with somebody and I am being a mess, I need to be responsible for that. Absolutely need to realize I'm I'm sharing this space with another person. There but are certain things you can't do. That's exactly right. Not I can't, in your nature. It's not my nature to fix my desk and that's mine and nobody else complains about it but me. And then I get mad that nobody else will come fix it. So it's like, and it is a mess. I have a little path here that's carved out for me to work and my microphone barely fits on my desk and it's like i'm used to that i love it but man they if anybody walks in here it's like it's it's crazy so i can make those choices like you know you you got to live with what your choices are i need to accept that i outgrew my office space because i have so many amazing gifts and like memorabilia and all my um you know um, my yeah. my things from collectively from over the years of of work, our work and our path, I can't let anything go. Wow. So it's all in there, and I'm not. 
<laughs> I have Where's Aquarius in your chart? Where's Uranus in your chart? Is it do you know? Six? Yes. And oh, and and is Uranus? Where's Uranus? Is it there too? Or oh no, Uranus. Uranus. Is, uh, wow, I can't believe Wait, it's I in Virgo, right? So this. it's in your first. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, it's in your first. Why okay, am I not that, remembering this? Yes, on my ascendant. Yes, it is. Okay, and Pluto's there too. I have a feeling as well. Okay. And I've gone through this. I've already seen what you're talking about because I understand. You know, astrologically, I'm. You can go ahead and say because I I know that I've been cha I've changed so much um, right. around certain things. I've gone through this major detox and and uh, just complete health. I mean, a complete transformation in in every way in my being. I would any say Virgo, that. anybody with a lot of Virgo will do that. And then if you wherever Uranus is in your chart is where you're going to so, also have. I yeah. Mean, I mean, that's Uranus first is in your first yeah. next to Pluto. And we're, if Pluto's in anybody's first house or anybody with strong Pluto, that's Scorpio's uh, Pluto on the ascendant sun next to Pluto. We're going to have obsessions like they're going to sound quirky, too. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. so they're going to be like OCD moments, but but beyond yeah. OCD, it's like you don't want dirty laundry before you go to bed. That's a Pluto. It, it, it's you, ridiculous. But I you can am, tell that I person has a Pluto, a strong Pluto, mm -hmm. because Pluto is about obsession and about, about things that are just like too important to let go. And so if you're a Scorpio rising, have Pluto somewhere around you in one of the personal planets, expect that kind of quirkiness, expect right. some sort of OCD-ness that's maybe um, t you can't explain it or maybe, you know, it's like unexplainable. Um, right. Same with Uranus. If somebody has a strong Uranus, it's like you can expect it to be not only quirky, but weirdly quirky, like it's going to be something really <laughs> unusual you uh, have both of them there right so it's like, right conjunct too yes definitely right and it's about dirty something right yes. like dirty laundry or something like that so that's it's very fun to play with it like that so in general Thank though i think that, that one of the things i've and people are asking cat and feel free yes because this is your show and your group that maybe one needs some advice from you and so i feel <laughs> I've, I've hogged up well, a we lot wanted of, to, i, I about wanted OCDness. to have a special day with you and i i am um, you know I want to, I'm not trying to ignore our, our, the questions and things like that, but I do have to come back and look They're They're saying, um, Greg had said something about all the Terry's please count off. Um, uh, because last week we had a <laughs> group of Terry's and then we had honorary Terry's. So they all came back, of course, to listen to you today. Let Aww. me just see, is anybody standing out to you, Mark, that has a question? I'm not trying to ignore your questions, everyone. I just wanted to really enjoy Mark's time. And no, yes. <laughs> I, that's very sweet. It's no, I think that there, there are a couple of people that might have had, uh, that might, I, I think, I think for the most part, we look okay. If you, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. So I will answer all their questions for me. You will. Minutes. You're good. At that. Um, yeah, I yeah. promise. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. No, that's and, really sweet of you. It's really good to visit again and see how the show's doing. And it's almost like um, we used to have my show used to be first, and we used yeah. to do a handing off of the baton. You know how many people here listening, and it's so sweet that go way, way, way back. Um, I've got letters this week. Right. And I got letters this week saying they knew I was going to be on your show and that they've been listening to you uh, for years and years and years. I mean, literally people talking about following from uh, how long have you been doing a show, Kat? Um, the show I started um, right away when One Two Radio came, uh, was in it. So in Inception, I'm going to be with you for 10 years total. So we're. So you've been doing a show for about 10. Show, almost. Yes. Yes. And remember, I was the one who said. I could never, never do, do a show. <laughs> I'm so shy. Well, that's the no, one thing no, that I love about your Aries moon. That's so easy, <laughs> easy to get you in it. Like, I, oh, I don't blame you. I, I couldn't do it either with that kind of setup. <laughs> Ask C.A. Brooks, and, 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 and I'm sure there are many other people that I've, uh, Christina LaFrance and uh, so many. I would panic. I would have major panic attacks in the uh, earlier days. Like, can you please do the show with me? I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> you know? Now look you at did. me. I'm like a big hog. No, I'm but you did it. You always would take the plunge. That's one thing about that Aries moon. As much as they um, don't, you know, one, it is easy to challenge you guys, which is always fun. But you always take the challenge, which is really kind of cool. So I, I like challenged. that. I've been 
but challenging, yeah, I guess so. I, I've I've learned how to challenge myself and and um, grow from that, and I think a lot of us too. And at the same time, we have to learn how to not challenge ourselves day to day. I think for all of you out there listening, and I mean, we go through so much, like you said early on, you know, the only thing we can really expect to be constant is change, right? Oh, yeah. So I think we've we've all experienced so much of that lately. But you all, for speaking of people been with us for so long, I mean, and you right. and Shelly Anderson go way back, I see. Yeah, oh, the, back to so. way before, like before one two, because of the hay yes. house, you know. Yeah, so that that's pretty amazing too. A lot of so, a lot of old timers here. It's very sweet, and so thank you all for doing that. That's so nice, and Kat, it's so nice to be on your show. Thanks so much for having me. Mark, thank you so much. Have an amazing, amazing new year. Happy birthday to you, one thank day late. You. That's and so I sweet. know. Tell me.